0: This is Will Ford from Football365 and you're listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. what's up everyone you're listening to at the bridge pod a chelsea fc podcast your number one source for all things chelsea on today's episode we're going to be going through some hilarious some controversial and some fantastic over the years hot takes from social media in general and we're even going to throw in some of our own there just for a laugh now here are your hosts all the way from the uk mikey Burth and chris welcome back everyone to another episode of at the bridge pod i am your host mikey and in a week where david silver will have his own statue built outside the etihad i'm joined by my co-hosts who want the same treatment i'm pretty sure when we get our own studio one day berth and chris how are we doing this
1: tuesday hello yeah i'm really good thank you um been in a chaotic weekend and a couple of days but i'm really good chris how are you yeah
2: good it's still quite early in the week so i haven't really been up to a lot so nothing to complain about yet
1: (laughs) N- nothing? I've got
2: plenty I've got plenty <laughs> to complain about oh well
0: we, we, we can head straight into the newsroom then there's not much else to say but we're, we're going to head in there let's see what the latest goings up there latest goings on our at Stamford Bridge So news, it's going to be transfer-based, of course it is. And this week we've got Kai Havertz update. We've got Sky Sports now reporting that Chelsea are still agreeing to how to structure the payments for the Kai Havertz deal. So the upfront fee isn't the issue. It's the total amount with add-ons and the final stage sort of going along. Apparently there's no drama. How are we feeling about this? Are we glad to get it done and over the line?
1: Yeah, I'll be really glad because I'm just starting to doubt that it's going to happen now. The longer it goes on, the more doubt I'll get. And doubt is just slowly starting to creep and that it isn't going to happen. I want it to happen. I think he's a great player and be a great guy. I just want it over the line as quick as possible.
2: Yeah. The reason why I'm starting to get a little bit concerned about when he's actually going to join is just because of how few weeks there are until the season starts and he's got to come in and the, you want him there really for the start of the pre-season, however long that's going to be so he can settle in and then be ready to start because Let's face it, the media are going to put pressure on him with that price tag. They don't like it when Chelsea make big names on into and they so they try their best not to. So. Well,
0: yeah, when, when this airs, it will, it will be three weeks till the start of the new season, so it's not long to sort of get accustomed to everything going on,
2: which yeah, is that's... going
0: to be... Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it'll be a great addition, and it, it, we keep saying it's it's a strange... You know, people are saying, why waste the money, so to speak, on a player that we don't necessarily need because we've got quite a good attacking front line already with the likes of Ziyech Werner hudson Yeah, you get you get the names you know the ideas period etc however he is a once in a generational talent and you just you don't turn these down you could easily regret it and if he goes to Bayern next summer for example I'm sure he's going to become an absolute icon at that club I mean he might not but you know you, you can't pass up this sort of opportunity so hopefully there is no dramas and he comes in and he's an absolute legend for us it'd be fantastic i mean we'd have what an attacking forward line we're gonna have wow uh we're going going a bit further back now ben Chilwell, we've got an update on him apparently he is very likely to join chelsea in a fee likely to be more than the 52 million pounds city paid for mendy this has been reported by various outlets i mean what we feel on this are we we still we still feel that he's the right man because it's lampard's man uh, or should we be looking at tagliafico and teles and other options at left
1: back Look, there are cheaper options out there, but there is no question about that. I mean, you can get Reg Elon, Tenez, sorry, Toglio Fico, all for a cheaper amount, but I think with Chilwell, obviously, season English, Lampard, we'll like that. Um, and with pre-season being so short, you know, you've you've got no time to bed and ease players into the team. Ben Chilwell has plenty of Premier League experience, at uh, a high-class club in Leicester. You know, he, he's played really well against all the big teams. So, you know... He, He knows the Premier League. There isn't a language barrier there. It'll be easy for him to adapt to Lampard and his style of play. So, you know, it's just, it'll be the easiest option. So I think in that case, it's the best option.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you just said, actually, But I think although he's more expensive, he's almost less of a risk because you know Lampard knows him. The, he knows the Premier League, like you said. He obviously already plays the way Lampard would like his fullbacks to play. You might get Teleza or Tagliafico or Reguilon for cheaper, but if they don't work out, then you've got to go and spend about the same amount of money replacing them. So you'll end up spending about the same. And I think, yeah. with, like you said, with the pre-season being so short, I think that's why we're being linked to a lot of players who are already in the Premier League. So they don't have that time. They don't have to have that time to settle. They can just hit the ground running and we can start the season strong.
0: Yeah, there's been some rumour that we're looking at um, as of today, like half an hour ago, really, that we're looking at um, David Alaba from Bayern as well as Man City are also looking at him. But yeah, you've you've got a good point there. I feel he knows the Premier League, Ben Chilwell does homegrown quota as well. I, some tweets, people were thinking, oh, it's it's quite easy. It's, it's basically a matchday squad. It's got to have so many players in that are homegrown. And with who could likely leave us and who could come in, you have to keep a relative healthy balance. And Ben Chilwell, he's a top player. I mean, some of the comments were absolutely, they're just, just so stupid and ridiculous when he tweeted, I think he just tweeted an emoji out or something. And there were negative Responsive, like, oh, don't come to Chelsea, etc." you like, oh, come on.
1: Just, it's just, ridiculous. It's,
0: it's so, so ridiculous. stupid. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I, don't, oh, I don't know
2: what else to say to it. I mean, you saw it as well, obviously. I think well, that's, that's the problem on social media, though, isn't it? Like, all these people who are so-called Chelsea fans could, could take to social media and do this, and then real media outlets pick up on it, and they're like, oh, Chelsea fans don't want chill well. And it's just not a true reflection of what actual Chelsea fans think. No. Yeah, they, they paint not. all
1: Chelsea fans with the same brush and, and it's really unfair. I mean, you know, I, I for one would be excited for Chilwell to come. I think he's a great player, great fullback. You know, I think with Twitter, obviously everyone's got an opinion and everyone's entitled to their opinion, but you know, Lampard is in that job for, for a reason. Incredible player, clearly a good manager. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's going to make mm-hmm. some mistakes, but you know, he knows what he's doing. And so does Czech, so does Jody Morris. We as fans don't have the expertise that they do I think some fans on Twitter need to realise that can have an yeah. opinion but you're not you're not an expert come on you, you really aren't an expert no you know, no, they, exactly. they are they, they are and to say like stay away from our club is ridiculous yeah was a great player he's a great that,
0: player yeah that's what got me it was like oh come on it's just literally you just want to go you, you're not you're not being a fan you're just you're kind of coming across as yeah an idiot you know mm. support the player if that's the player Lampard wants you back the manager, you back the player, you back the signing. How many times over the last decade do you see, and and social media, probably the same accounts as well, going, we never back a manager, we never back Conte, we never back Sari. And then when we do, it's, oh, we don't want that player now. Well, what do you want? Yes. What what do you want here? At the end of the day, I'm happy for us to sign him. It's not my 60 odd or whatever millions, you know, whatever. And, when I say about the homegrown quota, you need eight players in your squad to meet that requirement. And this year, well, this season just gone. Our homegrown quota was Barkley, Tammy Abraham, Loftus Cheek, Mason Mount, Hudson odoi Tamori, Reese James, and Christensen. Christensen does qualify due to academy, but also, yeah, three of those are likely going to be leaving. Tamori probably on loan. Um, Christensen, we don't truly know at the moment. Same with Ross Barkley. So someone's got to come in that qualifies to meet that requirement. And Ben mm. Chilwell does meet that requirement. Talking of homegrown players, another one we've been linked with, which is quite out there. It's out the blue. I didn't expect it, but I'm, I wouldn't be averse to it. And that's a £40 million move for Brighton defender Lewis Dunk. Uh, I, he's all right. I, I thought if it was going to be any Brighton defender, it would be Ben White. He, he seems to be the, the big name at the moment. But Lewis Dunk would be all right. I mean, what do, what do you think on Lewis Dunk?
2: Chris, I'll let you go first this
1: time.
2: I like Lewis Dunk. I think he's a decent defender. He's got that Premier League experience again. He's decent on the ball, uh, which Lampard obviously likes his defenders today. It's just the price tag. I mean, I, like, like, I mean, I know it's not, I know it's not money, but so I don't really care. But I just, I do think he he would be a good signing, but he he is slightly overpriced. So I don't think he's that young either. I think he's about 26,
1: 27, if I'm correct. I'm
2: yeah, not sure. than that. Lewis, Lewis Dunk, I think he
0: is 27. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's... Oh, no, no, sorry, he's 28. He's 28, uh, 29 this year. Close. Yeah, close <laughs> enough. I mean, he's a good. he's been quite good, and, you know, he's tall, he's strong, he's six foot four, so he's definitely got the height. I think and he's he a probably would well. us. Yeah, that's the question. We needed that voice yeah. in defence. I mean... Uh, it's, it's crazy, because you've got also the option that John Stone's links as well and I know that feels like going back in time but it's, it's difficult I mean I'd, look, I'd like Lewis Dunk I'd, I just want a defence that we don't get scared of when we get a set piece
1: you know I think Lewis Dunk would be a better buy than John Stones definitely oh yeah for sure yeah I mean I, I've, yeah, I've, I I've read we can get John Stones to 20 million but how many errors over the season would he cost you trying to play out from the back that whereas Lewis Dunk fair enough he, you know he, not the most grass on the ball, but he's six four. he's massive, he's a leader. He's what has been missing, that presence in the box. And I don't think John Stones is like that. I mean, you've already got Christensen, who's very similar to John Stones. We don't need another Christensen, do we? We need a presence, and that's what Lewis Dunk is. Exactly, exactly. And it would
0: be a huge step up for him. You've got to worry as well. I know the likes of when a big club lets a player leave, you do question why, you know, why has Lukaku gone to Inter or all that sort of thing? Why has Man City let John Stones leave? Mm-hmm. Interesting. They need defenders. That's, yeah, I get that question mark. I, I prefer Lewis Dunk just because based on what I've seen mm-hmm. from him and the John Stones, he got a mistake in him. We, we have enough defenders with a mistake in. Makes you go, yeah, and take a breath. Mm-hmm. Talking of mistakes, we go to the goalkeeper. The situation at the moment, apparently, this was an interesting point. Uh, burn you're looking at options in case Nick Pope joins Chelsea because they're looking at Jack Butland at the moment, so that that could be interesting i I wouldn't be shocked if Nick Pope does sign up I wouldn't be shocked if it's Ben Foster either there's been so many names I don't think I don't think any of us can nail down a name who's going to be our starting goalkeeper next season. We just know won't be Kepper
1: I mean that's fair i I hope it's not Kepper. I'll back him if it is Kepper, but I hope it's not um you know Ben Foster, I think if we' get him in he has to be a second-choice goalkeeper. I think if you want to move forward as a team, he can't be our first choice because he's just... He's 37 now. It's, that won't be a solution to our goalkeeping problems. He'd mm-hmm. be great backup. But I think if we get Nick Pope, you know, terrific goalkeeper, solid, not the best of the ball at his feet, but he's good enough. And I, I just think, again, it's what we've been missing. We've been missing that physical goalkeeper. Gone like what Chef was back in the day. And he can actually save shots. Because I don't think Keppa can at the moment, which is yeah. worrying as a goalkeeper.
0: You're right, spot on. I mean, he's got the worst save percentage in in a while. And I was thinking of an episode where we we look at Keppa's season. I mean, maybe we will do that in a week or so. But you're, you're spot on. He's just it's just been an absolute disaster for him. And unfortunately, we need to look towards the future. Mm. Looking towards the future, how about we look towards the past a bit? This was an exclusive, apparently, where it was being reported by. Oh, I'm guessing it was a Spanish website called Defensa Central. Huge pinch of salt here. Huge. Do not take this as legit, but Chelsea and Real Madrid are curious. Straight away you're like, what's that mean? They're curious on the return of Eden Hazard after the club inquired about his injury and fitness levels. How true that is, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, mm, okay. Uh, what do you think on that?
1: It.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Chris, do you want to answer?
2: That, that must be a slow news day in that newspaper. Just- mm. That's, it's not It was not going to happen Bradford aren't going to let him go after one season and I honestly I don't think we could afford him now if I'm honest I mean he's the thing is most of their money and yeah. he's he's going to be on probably double what he was on wage wise yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think he'd want to quit that easy
1: no I don't think he would either
0: It it comes to something when this was the only media outlet there was nothing like even the Daily Star or the Sun in Britain didn't even pick this up so I was like, how reliable is this? It's an interesting thought, but where would he fit? We've, we've just got over the stage of relying on one player. I mean, we, we say that. We might be relying on Pulisic, but we've got Werner. We've got Has Hazard, incredible servant. We loved him. Absolute legend for us. But that era has now moved on, and we've got our new era. And maybe one day he'll have a lovely return like Didier Drogba did. But for now, I think that he might give it another go in Spain in... 2021 we'll have to wait mm-hmm. and see on that but yeah that's that's pretty much our news section so we'll jump into this uh this crazy main topic that you'll have heard at the fore- forefront of the show so we'll go be going there now now this week it's going to be a fun off the wall style episode we asked all your what the content you wish to see and one of the popular choices was our reaction to some hot takes some controversial or even just beyond hilarious opinions about Chelsea and their players, mainly from our own fans, of course, because, you know, we say some crazy stuff. Uh, We're going to be delivering on your wishes. So strap it's going to be a crazy ride. Um, I'm going to start with this one that I found that where someone went that Bakayoko is going to be Matic's long-term replacement and drink water would just be brought in as a squad player. Now, who do you think said that?
1: (laughs) To be honest, I thought Bakayoko is going to be the next Patrick Vieira after I watched him on YouTube.
0: Well, I'm I'm glad you said that because it was you from August 9th, 2017. (laughs) (laughs) I had to find one out because I was like, "Mm, yeah, I'll let you on. Have
1: I actually
0: said that? You did, yeah. You replied (laughs) when uh, someone said they think that drink water would be a downgrade on Matic, which they weren't wrong.
1: Pretty obvious, though, really. Yeah. I
0: mean, we've all said, I've said some great stuff about Bakayoko. I just wanted him to become a legend and it, it, it didn't work out. I mean, I mean, when I
1: watched him against Man City in a, and in that Champions League run, I thought, what a player, what a beast. He's going to be some player in the Premier League. Hmm. And he just was
2: not. No. I remember it, saying that about him after his debut Again, It might not have been his debut. It might have been against Tottenham. Against Tottenham. Yeah, he, I was, thought that. he was really good that day. Yeah. And I remember saying, he could be incredible for us. And wow, that did not, that did not age well. To be fair, I mean, I
0: did say... That once that Bakayoko and Murata would transform our club for the better, that that <laughs> didn't that didn't work out. But I think I I think I helped myself out. Where on July of last year, when someone had said Tottenham are signing Tangay Tangay and Dombélé, I put that he could easily struggle similar to Bakioko did. I feel I've done that justice, but maybe that's because of the Mourinho factor. But mm. I feel I've done myself interest hope. Yeah, I I still hope Bakayoko would turn it around. He costs a fair amount of money, but. Oh, it didn't work out, did it?
1: No, not at all.
0: And not a- at all. Yeah, for sure. But Bayern interested in him. So you just think, what? What are we missing? Are we missing something here?
1: I don't think they need another midfielder. I just, I, I, I think they're better off without Bakioko, to be honest. I think they're all right at the minute.
0: Yeah. I, I, another one, I pulled up. I'm mocking myself here before we go on to other people. We won't name names. We're not going to be harsh. But I put Bakioko be a great partner for Kante. I don't know oh. what in he it, it, it was dreadful it just these it, it, just like I mean now it's hilarious but it's just think
1: oh. again though against like, when you beat Atletico Madrid at their stadium I, Bakayoko and Kante looked phenomenal together and I thought yes this could be a really good partnership and again it just just wasn't just did not work out and when Bakayoko played Fabregas that just that was an awful midfield like those who just clashed they couldn't play together I felt bad for Fabregas, to be honest, because he must have been so frustrated watching Bakayoko try and play. Uh, it just um, didn't work out for Bakayoko, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, he just... I don't know if he just didn't fit into the system or, or what. It just it just didn't work under Sarri. And, you mean Conte? Yeah. Oh, was it under Konto, I thought it was under Sarri?
1: No, it was Kanto, were not it?
0: Oh, that's even worse then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's had his time. But, yeah, we, we, we've got... This is some more... These are some good ones. This one, I'll I'll, I'll say if they've got a particular agenda about them. This one's from a Spurs account, so you can sort of see where we're going here. And their unpopular opinion was Gareth Bale at Spurs was a better overall player than Eden Hazard at Chelsea. Now, what are our thoughts on that? I'm strongly going to say no, because Hazard was the result of us winning silverware and not. Bale scored some incredible goals, did some incredible stuff in the Champions League against Inter Milan, we'll never forget. And that season before he left, he was incredible for Spurs. But what did they win?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think over their overall careers at their respective clubs, Hazard is by far ahead of Bale. That Bale season in his last season at Spurs, in all fairness, he was unplayable and incredible. But Hazard's had a couple of those seasons. So you do have to say that Hazard has had a better career at Chelsea than Bale did at Tottenham. You have to say that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Boy, yeah. I would say so. Uh, mainly because Gareth Bale really he was only good at Tottenham for what two maybe three years before he left so Mm. that's just a stupid comment to make when you consider Hazard was good for us for seven years
1: there was a period where Bale played left back and whenever he played for Spurs Spurs didn't win I think they went like half a season without them winning with Bale's in the side wow and that was when he was at left back
0: Yes, I remember that actually. You've got a good point.
2: I do Ooh. I do think that if Gareth Bale had stayed at top he would he would have been up there with Hazard. That would have been more of a conversation if he'd stayed, because he, he was unbelievable for Spurs in that last year, like Bert said. Mm. Yeah. Bale's 100%. probably a
1: better golfer though, in all fairness. Bale probably is a better golfer. Oh, without a doubt. He's a professional golfer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah possible. I mean another hazard one was this one's from a Chelsea account, so yeah. Hazard looked way better than he actually was at Chelsea because he was surrounded by many average players. And it's now going to show at Madrid since he's surrounded by world-class players. Well, I think that's really harsh because he hasn't really had time to shine due to injuries and his fitness levels. I mean, was he surrounded by average players during his time at Chelsea? I'm not sure. From 2012 on, we didn't have the best of squads, but we still won titles. So clearly he had
1: top players. We still had Lampard, Terry, Mata, Torres, Drogba came back. Ivanovic, Diego Costa, Fabregas, Willian, uh, I mean, Really? William? Oh, I no, just want to, <laughs> to see reaction. still I just want to see Chris's reaction. But you get the point. Like, I mean, come on. Pedro, another one. Matic, Kante. To say they're average players. Mm. In the last season, he, he did carry us under Sarri, let's be honest. But we still had a really good team. It's not like the average players. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah. Even if, that, even if that was the case, even if he was surrounded by average players, that makes it harder to look as good as he did. Yeah, that is true. Because yeah. Or the were two the yeah. would be worse. So he did carry us.
0: He did carry us on many occasions. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think he'll have a good season. If he gets his fitness back, I know his age is, he's going to creep up to that 30 mark, but I think he really could have a good season if he's given the opportunity and, in Madrid, but it's just that question if he's getting get an opportunity, if his fitness doesn't, you know, this is the first time I think Hazard's been properly out due to an injury.
2: Yeah, um, I
1: mean, yeah, so he much for us, was he?
0: I don't really remember him missing many games through injury.
1: He missed the so, start of last of Conte's last season due to his broken ankle, I think. Yes, I mean, other, that. That, other than that, I think that was about it, really. This, this
0: one's the same, same person as said the Hazard one, so if they're listening, they might recognise it. Um, Marcus Alonso isn't even that bad. He's often used as a scapegoat for the whole Chelsea team. Oh, I, I like uh, Alonso's a good left wing back. I've always said it. He's just not a good left back, and there is a difference in that position.
1: Simple I do, as that. I do think, I agree with you, but I do think he is a bit of a scapegoat at times.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is used as a scapegoat. When he gets playing, it's always, oh... He's going to
1: be, he's going to cost us. I mean, he has won us some games on his own. I mean, you need to remember that as well. I mean, Spurs away a couple of years ago, two goals from a left left wing back. Won us a game. Bournemouth this year. Bournemouth this year scored two goals. Made sure we didn't lose a game. I mean, Alonso's been a good servant for the club and he's scored some really good goals and played really well most of the time. It's Mm. just the games that he hasn't played well, he's looked awful. But I don't think the other defenders have looked good either. But I just think because Alonso's slower and most of the time it's down his side, he it looks a lot worse than it actually is.
2: Mm, that's yeah. fair. I that's agree fair. with you. I actually think Alonso isn't, isn't anywhere near as bad as some people make him out today. He does make mistakes. I don't think he's helped by the fact that the other defenders he plays with aren't very good. Like. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of fullbacks in the league, in the Premier League, who are really highly rated, who can't really defend very well. But they they play next to good centre backs who bail them out a lot, so no one says anything. Whereas Alonso doesn't really get bailed out like Rudiger or Christensen.
0: Mm, yeah. Now this one this one's pretty odd. I I'm not going to agree with it. Um, Kepper is one of the best goalkeepers in the world, but he isn't rated fairly because of his price tag and Chelsea's back four.
1: No, I'm gonna be honest, I don't no. think I can name five better pl- uh, keepers in the league. Uh, five worst keepers, yeah. Five worst keepers in the league yeah. <laughs> than yeah, Kepa. It's 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 uh, I he's, he's
0: it might not be that the Premier League is suited
1: for Kepa. <laughs> Look, no, that's how,
0: it's the nicest way of putting
1: it. He's very low on confidence. I'll yes, give him that one. And that he has made true. some great he's made some great sales for us. I'll give him that one. But I mean, come on! If would you have Tom Eaton over Kepper at the minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Would you have Tim Crawl over Kepper at the minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name a goalkeeper in the Premier League. Roberto. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is he still at West Ham or did he go?
0: I don't know. He went out on loan, and I don't know if he was like a really, really temporary deal. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you, I you could remember. argue the only keeper you wouldn't have at the minute over Kepper is De Gea somehow
0: oh Spain oh bless them they're trying I think he went to Alibes on loan he's only just signed for West Ham I mean it was only like a year ago he signed
1: I mean in all fairness, he's probably one of the worst keepers I've ever seen Roberto
0: oh not great he's not been great um, a goalkeeping one this is a good transition prime Courtois was better than prime Czech Oof. I don't agree with that Oh, I don't Do agree with that. Oh, I one don't of them saved. Um, a, well, he didn't. He saved one penalty. The other one hit the post, and he saved a penalty against Robin in a high pressure situation. That, yeah, that I, for me, is, yeah, he's, he's flawless. You don't get the amount of clean sheets and the, the record in the Premier League if you are not. It's the consistency, and I just think Cech's the better goalkeeper.
1: In yeah, his prime. I, I think in his prime. Petřek is probably the best shot stopper in the Premier League, in Premier League history. Maybe Schmeichel was better, but he's the only one. Uh Petr Cech, I mean, is was incredible back in the day. Chelsea only conceded fifteen goals one season. Fifteen goals. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. Petřek was unbelievable. And even in that Champions League final, you could argue that he actually weren't at his prime then and he still saved and, and went the right way for every single penalty. Couture oh. and it was only at us for like what? two, three seasons. And yet he was great, brilliant keeper, but you can't compare him to Czech, I don't think. Really.
0: No, I think even without the, how he left, I know you can take that into account, but if we just look at purely on the pitch, how many times did we complain that he'd get beaten at his near post? Yeah. People yeah, yeah. forget that already. They're like, oh yeah, the amount of stick he'd get, oh, he's conceded at his near post again. How has he let that in the near post? People forget all that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought Courtois was really poor actually the, the, the year after we won the title. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. <sighs> was but that was that the season we went to the new camp in the Champions League? And he got no. beat in the near post with
1: his legs. No, that was yeah. Contes oh. last season, weren't it? That, was that Contes last season? I yeah, do
2: yeah, remember it,
0: yeah,
1: that yeah, though. Was, I remember yeah, that yeah, yeah, he got nutmegs. Sure. Yeah, was, yeah. Sure. yeah, he was awful that game. And it, <laughs> You never saw Czech get megged like that or get beat at
2: the near post as much as Couture did. I don't really remember Czech having a game where I thought he was really poor throughout. Like, he made the, the occasional mistake, but never a whole game where you thought he was shocking all day today. you He normally, no. if he made a mistake, he also made a great save in the same game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the,
0: this one's fun. This one, I don't even know if they said it just to wind people up. But... Yeah. <laughs> Fernando Torres spent his best years at Chelsea. Now he spent four years at Liverpool and then he spent five years at Chelsea. One of those years, he played no games because he went out on loan to Milan, but, and then he went on loan to Atletico. I'm going to strongly disagree because of the fact that I'm going to pull up the trophies. Yes. He spent his best years at Chelsea. You cannot argue that from when he joined in 2010, he just won the World Cup, wouldn't he have? Yes, he would have. He'd have just won the World Cup. Uh, oh, no, he joined in January, didn't he, of 2010?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, So yeah. he was just about to win the World Cup, yeah. He won the World Cup whilst at Chelsea. He won the Euro 2012 Championship at Chelsea. And then he won an FA Cup, a Champions League, and Europa League. 100%. He won nothing at, Ch- at Liverpool. So trophies, yes. But if you say best years based on who he- how he was... Liverpool, first season, 24 in 33. Then he gets 14, 24, 18 in 22. And then when the injury started to hit, nine in 23. And then at Chelsea, it's six in 32, 18, 36, five in 28. I don't think you can say he spent his best goal scoring years at Chelsea.
1: No, and I'd agree with that. I mean, when he was at Liverpool, he was probably the best striker in the league at the
0: time.
1: 100%. I mean, so
2: yeah, I can't really argue with that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what would make you think that when all you've got to look at is the stats alone, tell you yeah. that. Thanks.
0: I mean, he just, he spent the best of his, for trophies. Of course he did. It was his best spell of his career. I mean, I know internationals don't take into your club, but the point being, you know, Champions League, FA Cup, he won stuff. He didn't win anything at Liverpool. And that was the time when Liverpool had a reasonable squad. Uh, I mean, I remember his goal-scoring prowess at at Liverpool. I mean, my favourite goal ever by Torres, if I'm not being biased. Obviously, Barcelona, that goal, what it meant. But best goal I've ever seen him score was against Blackburn, where the ball he volleys. Yeah. Off. It's just beautiful. It's not, I can watch that and he'd celebrate that, even though it's a Liverpool goal. It's just incredible. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I, it's simple as that. Here's a Liverpool connection. If Chelsea are going to... This was a couple of years ago a couple of years ago it was a year ago if Chelsea are going to sack Sarri they should wait for Brendan Rogers, tell him to wait six months get him at the end of the season he improves players and gives youth a chance Ooh. now before Leicester had their collapse you might have been going that's a fair opinion but they collapsed at the end of the season what are we feel on this one
1: happened at Liverpool as well because you could argue they battled the league when Brand- uh, Brendan Rogers was in charge they did they did indeed. I do think Brendan Rodgers is a great manager. To be fair, but is he a top tier manager? Is he a world class manager? And don't get wrong, Lampard might not work out, but he's got connections, and not he? has got like, he's a club legend. I know Reg- uh, Rodgers Rogers was at the club for a bit, but Lampard's a legend, and Rogers you would not say he's a world class manager, would you? He wouldn't make Chelsea no. better, really. And I'd, yeah, I, I disagree. <laughs> Yeah,
2: so, the main problem is he doesn't know how to get the job done. Like, yeah. you know when Liverpool should have won the league? When we went up to Anfield, Mourinho was quite happy to sit on a draw. And he should have just took the draw as well. And then it would have been in their hands. But they, they, tried, to, they tried to win, got caught on the counter twice after the Gerrard slip thing. And then you end up losing. And then that's what cost them the league in the end. So, yeah. It- I listen try and score like 12 goals.
0: It's one of them. You you trust Brendan to start the build on your house, but you wouldn't trust him to finish off the furniture. You, yeah. you, just, you just would be worried that it's going to go wrong. It's going to look great. You're like, this is going well. I can't believe it. Oh, no, I've opened the door. Uh, uh, talking of managers, this one, uh, before we go on to our own hot takes, we're going to throw out there. Uh, this is a very, very interesting opinion. I kind of, oh, I don't know. Part of me goes, that's nonsense. But then part of me thinks, actually, He's kind of right. Antonio Conte didn't turn a 10th place team into title winners. Mourinho turned title winners into a 10th place team. Oh, it's, it's very, very interesting opinion.
1: I, I tend to agree that Mourinho turned a title winning team into a 10th place team. Because yeah. at the end of the day...
0: We won the Conte, title.
1: Yeah, Conte adapted that same squad that Mourinho had when he won the league and just added Conte. And who else did a big signing that year? I'm sure, he signed someone else. What but in the he, year that we won it before? Yeah, for Conte. So, but I think Ooh. it was just Conte, weren't it? That he added. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So even so, I mean, he just added one player, and he's won the league. I, I just think Mourinho definitely turned that title winning team into a toxic dressing room, and just ended up being a disaster and finishing tenth. We should have yeah. been top three that. Next couple of seasons after
2: that. I don't think you can say Conte turned a 10th place team into title winners because that team should never have finished 10th. The actual squad was way better than 10th. So it's not the same as like Bagnari at Leicester. It's not the same. Agreed.
0: Yeah, I can see your point. I mean, it's a difficult one because it just seemed to, it just capitulated so so poorly that that season. And yeah, I mean, you could argue that the last three games of that season we drew 1-1 with Liverpool lost to West Brom 3-0 then beat Sunderland 3-1 but the title was sewn up but Mm -hmm. yeah were we taking the eye off the prize like Liverpool have been argued once they'd won the title they weren't the same well you're not going to be the only thing that I ever remember from the 14-15 season that we won that title obviously the next season was awful was that FA Cup fourth round defeat to Bradford that was yeah oh we we were 2-0 up and to then lose 4-2 you're like, come on, really? It's got, got
2: to be Mourinho's worst ever defeat, surely.
0: It's the most embarrassing for sure. It was at home
2: as well, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It was. Yeah. That, was like, that was
0: a shocker. Not, 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 not a great one. Um, so, some of our own. Now, I've got my own and everyone's just, you know, it's not the Kanto one, don't worry. But <laughs> I feel that within the next two to three years, Tammy Abraham will probably leave Chelsea. I, I think that Werner will seal that spot. That's another hot take because you could say Werner could fail. I think Werner's got it in him and he's proven enough to say that he's going he's gonna to hit the ground running. And I think Tammy Abrams is going to struggle to get into that team. And I said on, on Twitter a couple of weeks ago that I wouldn't be shocked if come January he's heading to Villa on loan again.
1: Mm. Uh, I can see what he's saying. I'm, I'm happy
0: to be ripped that. apart here. I, I'm just putting the piece together. Werner is apparently going to be playing that central role. Well, Tammy's not going to be playing left or right wing, so he's going to be on the bench. And you could say, this season, was Giroud better than Abraham? Well, yeah, because without Giroud,
1: I don't think we'd have made top four. Last half of the season, you'd have to say Giroud was better than Tammy Abraham.
0: Yeah, and that's crazy how it was a season of two halves of, with the strikers. Mm. You, yeah. You'd never really have guessed it. Yeah.
2: So, a lot of our strikers do that. Aside from your Broncos and your Diego Costa, although even Costa to a point... They always have one good half of, half, half of the season. They either start well and then fade away after Christmas, or they do mm-hmm. nothing for the first half and then are good from January to May. We haven't really yeah. had since Costa in the first contest season who's been good from August to May. Mm.
0: No, that's, that, that's true. Yeah, we need a hopefully Werner breaks that habit and he becomes a, a, a striker that actually is consistent for us. That's what we want to see. Yeah. So it, it wants to fire in a, a controversial opinion.
1: I'll go. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind if we sold Ruben Loftus Cheek. Like, I don't think we'd miss him. Oh no, I think that's. I don't think that's controversial. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well, some Chelsea fans <laughs> would. Like, I actually think. Like, I think Loftus Cheek's actually quite overrated.
0: Oh <laughs> right, think- It's just a shame he hasn't. He hasn't had the. He hasn't had the opportunity as he has don't, injury.
1: Don't get it wrong. I think. He's a good player, but like I just think by Chelsea fans, he's massively overrated. He could become world class, but I think if injuries is that, will he get that level? I don't know. And I think if we sold him, I wouldn't miss him too much. I want him to do well at Chelsea and I hope he gets a good run in the squad, but I do think he's overrated slightly.
2: Yeah. I, I think some Chelsea fans still see him as a young player, but isn't he like 23, 24? Yeah, he's 24 now. Yeah,
0: that's not your... No, that, that's the worry. It's you do worry that, like I said, it's his make or break season this year. And yeah. if nothing happens, and it's, it's just it's, it's a shame. But there are players around him that you would most likely pick ahead of him. And it's no yeah. fault of his own. He's had injury problems, and you know different managers, yeah. and that's just part of the game. But he's not. I want to see the guy that was playing for Crystal Palace on loan. He was incredible. And yeah. He just hasn't had that. Ch- I mean, it's just it's a shame. And even post lockdown, when we came back, he, maybe yeah, fitness, but everyone was in the same position. Obviously, mm. the injury. You know, the argument was that the reason he wasn't playing before lockdown was because match fitness. Well, okay, that's fair. But when we came back, everyone was in that same position, and yeah, he didn't really impress me then. I, I feel really harsh saying it, but he didn't impress me then. So, and everyone was not match fit either. So,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's as yeah, simple act- is that, really. I actually think, although it might turn out bad for Chelsea if he did turn out to be really good and fulfil his potential, I think the best thing for him to do would be to leave. Because I don't think he'll get the game time that he needs in our midfield. Mm. Yeah. can't Yeah, poverty, I agree, yeah. But it's, I just can't see how he gets in there. No, I agree. you spot on. So,
0: So, Chris, apart from, obviously, we're going to, dreadfully missed Willian and we should have a statue outside of Stamford Bridge of William. What's your hot take going to be?
2: Uh, I, mine is, I don't think Reese James is ready to be our starting right back and I don't think he will turn out to be as good as everyone thinks.
1: Yeah. You, you're going to get a lot of hate on Twitter. I yeah, would to yeah, your Twitter under <laughs> after this episode. I'm
0: off. I'm, I'm just going to leave the admire the, the comforts of my studio, AK, in my bedroom. That's, uh, I, I like Rich James. I mean, I did. I just remember one commentary. I think he's going to be incredible, and I, I'm sure he'll still be our right back for years to come. You know I what? I just remember.
1: Go on. I actually, this is a bit of a hot take. I actually think he could become a really good centre back. Oh,
0: well, okay. Well, he, he played in defensive mid, didn't he for Wigan?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know Chris is about is defending that, but I think he, he could sort of adapt to a centre back role, and he, he could sort of—he's good in the air, good physical presence. If you had someone leading him, I think he could do a job at right centre back. In if you playing a back three, I think he could be a really good right centre back.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, like no, I I, think, yeah. But Chris, you know, your opinion is fine. I think he's going to be brilliant. I think he'll be one of the best in the world. I think personally, but. That's what a hot take is, and I'll, I'll respect it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rhys James... I, I just remember one commentary, com- commentary piece uh, post-lockdown, and it made me laugh so much. When they went, oh, Rhys James got that extra bit of speed because he hasn't got that muscle mass anymore. He's kind of adjusted that during lockdown. I'm thinking, what? What? <laughs> they were like, yeah, because he didn't really have that pace because he did... Lukaku was, had pace, and he was strong. I mean, I think of Thierry Henry was strong and mm. he had pace Eden Hazard was pretty strong and had pace
1: I mean it was yeah, only when he was kicked to the floor when I he, mean, was, he didn't display the strength there's some sort of myth that you can't be big and strong and quick but I think Reese James is all of those things and yeah I, I do agree with Chris that his defending sometimes is a bit suspect but he's still very very young and very raw and I think mm. he'll adapt and he'll only get better and better and I think eventually he'll become one of the best right backs right centre back wherever you want to play him in the world I think he might go. And, I think he might end up playing midfielder. He could do. I think he'd be a good midfielder. He played that for a weekend and he looked pretty pretty good there. I do think he needs to be a bit more disciplined to play in centre defensive mid, which is where I presume he'll play. Yeah, but yeah. I, there's definite potential there. I think Reece James is sort of definitely one to watch next season because I think like, it'll be a great season for him next season.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean. I just remember Gareth Bale. He's pretty big, pretty tall, and he's fast. I mean, obviously, injury and everything else, but you know, this is the thing. Ronaldo. Just, yeah, exactly. Uh, of course. Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, strong. He can jump. Just that man. Wow. He's incredible. I, I just find it when he jumps up in the air, that's the kind of play we need at centre back. That's a hundred million pounds. <laughs> Bring him in, take him off your hands, stick him at centre back. Perfect.
1: Oh, he will wow. probably score like thirty goals a season, to be honest. Yeah, he would, he probably he probably would. I mean, is there
0: any closing opinions or have we feel like we've wrapped it up?
1: I think that's about it, really. I don't think I've got any other opinions, really. I used to when I was younger, I used to have a lot of weird opinions. I always used to think that Tom Cleverley was a much better midfielder than Jack Wilshire. Oh. oh, oh. Mm-hmm see you like, later. See you next week. I'm I, don't going, um, I, don't, I
0: don't know if I could argue with that. I mean, who's had the better career? That's a hard one to say.
1: Yeah, yeah. you could say Tom Cleverley. Yeah, that's a no weird one. You Jack wouldn't have thought Shear. that <laughs> Jack Wilshere, looking back, was the much better midfielder.
0: Oh well, yeah, he was the better midfielder. Whether he's had the, the oh, that's a really interesting. I don't know. That's a good debate. I could throw that over to a Watford podcast. That'd be really interesting to you, actually. Mm. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well. I feel with that Tom Cleverly note we, we've come to the end of another episode of At the Bridge Pod. So we, we do usually do our social media plugs, but you know, there could be a lot of uh, hate mail being sent to some of us. No, no names. But you know, who who wants to go first on here on this uh, this ending?
1: Uh I think Mr I hate Ruth go first. I <laughs> first I don't hate him. <laughs>
0: he doesn't hate him. He he just thinks that he might not be successful. I
1: just think he might be they be right, but
2: that's okay Chris that is okay fine
1: we respect you I respect you Uh,
2: yeah on Twitter I'm at ChrisZM09Adams
1: and on Twitter I'm at ChrisBurford obviously you can
0: find myself on Twitter and Instagram as that dude. but for all things at the bridge pod you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram by searching for at the bridge pod so drop us a like a follow keep up to date on all things Chelsea so till next time listeners that's us signing off for
1: Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in game stats, and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free CFC Blues app now from
0: the App Store and Google Play.